7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabriso Messia. Thank you and a very good evening. Welcome to the show with myself, Tabiso Mosia, and Luyolom Kalipi producing as always. We had a heated show uh, last night speaking to Greek was president Yanni Lowe about the decision not to employ two coaches for their youth uh, rugby teams because these coaches support the All Blacks. There was quite an unpleasant and unfortunate ending to the show when I asked Mr. Lowe about another incident that happened at Greek was of a white player who shoved an old SA flag in the face of a black teammate during a team bonding session earlier this year and Mr. The law described the incident as a joke. And as I said last night, we cannot be making those kinds of reckless comments about the old SA flag. And I think it is really disappointing from someone in a position of leadership like Mr. Yanni Law to make such irresponsible statements because they take us back so many years while we're trying to move forward as a country. And I really hope that he does some self-introspection and, and realizes the danger of his comments, which he didn't seem to understand during our WhatsApp chats after the show. Uh, but yeah, so after the show last night, Luyolo and I felt that we didn't give you enough time to comment and tonight we'll give you that opportunity do you understand where uh, Greek was coming from or should it not matter who you support as long as you do your job and you had the president saying he has no doubt about the coaching abilities of the two coaches but they need to support the Springboks in order to work uh, for Greek for was one of the two coaches Dion Kani uh, said he won't go back to Greek was and has sacrificed his job we heard from him yesterday but the other coach Joe Mulale has apologized for supporting the All Blacks and has returned to Greek was uh, who given him his job the job and Mulale is also asking people to pray for him he says he wants to repent so we're going to hear from him today about his decision to go back to uh, Greek was we had invited Sari as many of you uh, asked us to do uh, last night to comment on this matter but they have declined our request and they probably think silence is the best way to deal with this but their silence to me leaves more questions than answers we also have our feature it is Tuesday so we're going to talk careers in sport and tonight we will find out what it takes to become a referee in rugby you guessed it but before all of that we have to start with our top stories put together by our hard-working sabc sport team and the psl and um the police, SAPS, appeared in Parliament uh, today following the violent, uh, the violence at the Moses Mabida Stadium after Free State Stars beat Kaiser Chiefs in the semi-finals of the NetBank Cup. And let's hear from the chairperson of the of Parliament Sports Portfolio Committee, uh, Ms. Beauty Lulani. We took a decision that let's have a session like this of stakeholders, because if now we'll be listening from individual statements, it's not going to us. This is a national, maybe an international issue. So that's why today you see the importance of their presentation. That's why today you see that even themselves, they were having, uh, seeing these gaps, but they were not uh, knowing how to do until that we must do this intervention as this Committee of Sport and Recreation of South Africa. As I mentioned, the Premier Soccer League, the whole executive committee was there, led by the chairman, Dr. Evan Okoza. Uh, let's hear from the chairman. Well, I think it was very important also in terms of the accountability, in terms of the act, where it lies. And maybe the police confirmed that they've got overall control over the situation. And obviously, I'm happy in terms of how they responded. And I think there's a positive spirit. And I must you know, acknowledge you know, uh, the responsiveness of the National Commissioner. He's a solution-oriented person. 
And I think we need a kind of commissioner who's always on the ground to make sure he provides solution leadership on matters that are so sensitive, especially on the game of the people, uh, which is highly supported, uh, highly emotional, uh, with a lot of breaking rights. And I think it's very important, you know, forever we are ahead of these problems and find solutions. I think it was very important that we have an opportunity uh, to share ideas on a collaborative basis, especially with all stakeholders involved. Uh, except one omission of the state of management who was not there. But all the role players were here and they were open and uh, combative and at the same time, you know, uh, constructive. And uh, with the solutions that are being proposed temporarily by the National Commissioner of Interim Measure and also the proposal by the Minister of, you know, corrective measures that are in place, that is in proposed, I think we're going to fill all the gaps we've identified in the Act which I think is very important for us because we want to make sure that we make our supporters safe. Uh, when they come to the stadium, they must be feeling comfortable that they are protected. Dr. Evan Koza there representing the PSL and as you heard from him, uh, the police were there. Uh, they were led by National Commissioner General Ketla uh, Sitole. But there were startling revelations that came out today. One of the sport fo- Sports Portfolio Committee members, Diane Kola Barnett, the DA's Deputy Shadow Minister of Police, brought up the fact that the operation plan documents were only signed the day after the game which the SAPS admitted to the committee. And uh, Carla Barnard says she's pleased to hear that there'll be an investigation into this. It's the operational plan, and it's basically a cut-and-paste job. Have they done this, 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 and this, and they fill it all out. But my information as of this morning, just before the meeting, was that that report had never been signed off. They actually quickly signed it off the day after the match and the catastrophe at the stadium in Durban. So that to me looks like an attempted fraud. There now, according to the National Police Commissioner, will be a full investigation into the matter. Uh, There has to be consequence management. Whoever did that, whoever decided they could sneak a signature in and presumably falsify the date uh, is in for the high jump. So there are a lot of strange things that went on. Uh, I mean, we saw the security, so-called security, obviously not trained, throwing chairs at people in the middle of the stadium. I I don't know what they thought they were trying to achieve, but the biggest failure of all was the SAPs. They admitted that Subramani did not attend the meetings because he was in various court cases, uh, and yet he, on the day, suddenly had to run this thing and obviously had no idea what he was doing because he came in at the last moment. So a number of catastrophic decisions on the part of the SAPs that now have to be investigated. What a shocker, shocking revelations there coming out of Parliament and surely, surely heads must roll here and they've already admitted they'll do their own investigation. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to investigate if they've already admitted that this happened, but surely uh, someone must be held responsible for this. And also the last story making headlines today that we felt we should highlight was Swimming South Africa. They've responded to the criticism after the poor, they are poor showing in the APG reports on transformation which was released yesterday. The report shows swimming only achieved 22% of the 18 charter targets, which is 28% below the 50% enforced quota. Speaking to SABC Sport reporter Sanama Bena, Swimming SA President Alan Freeds assures that his federation takes transformation seriously. 
Where we are now, it's not good enough. Uh, we have to move at a swimming has to move at a rapid rate. We are basically hamstrung by, by three elements in our growth uh, in terms of reaching our, our profile uh, reflecting the demographics of our country. One is swimming pools. I mean, swimming pools in township areas is closed at an alarming rate. If you just take Joburg City, towards the end of last term, no less than 20 swimming pools had to close as a result of no chlorine, poor maintenance, and pumps not working. Now, that is a reflection throughout the country, particularly in our black townships. As you've just mentioned, that a lot of improvement is required. You know, admitting obviously the fact that, you know, 22% is just not enough. The issue of transformation is not a new thing. In your engagement with the government because obviously with regards to infrastructure you are not in the business of building a swimming pools you need the municipalities to you know come on board play their role build them not only build them but make sure that they are well maintained you know are these some of the issues that you are raising with them that you know the process seems to be going very slow and what will their response when you mention this yeah we are positive and i must say that when we met if i use freitas booker as an example of the mc for sort of halting and also down in the eastern cape uh, and in the our engagement is really of a positive nature. I think there's a realization. We can't, I'm talking about swimming in particular, I mean, soccer would be much easier if people put a field together. We can't achieve the criticism that we receive from Parliament portfolio, from SESCO, from the National Sports and Recreation, and the reflection in the EPG. We can't improve if we don't work in the name. Our, our aim must be to work together. But I think there's a realization that at the metro or municipal level, and we appreciate that. We really do, because we are highly, highly dependent on facilities, much more than the guys participating in athletics, because you can, you can do road running and you can achieve a large number of people participating, but you can't do it without a swimming pool. Leading sports stories of the day. Call Tabiso now. 891 We're going to talk careers and sport now as we do every Tuesday, but firstly, thank you to Rob uh, Delport there and Sanama Bena for putting together our top stories uh, that we highlighted this morning. But let's talk careers and sport and our career today is uh, uh, how to become a rugby referee. And we have on the line former referee Mzomato Oda, popularly known as Banksy Antolo, now essays rugby's new referees manager. And he will tell us about the process and what is required here if you want to get into this field. Banks, good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM. We appreciate your time. Good evening. Thanks, Tabiso. Good evening to the listeners of SAFM. Banks, firstly, are you satisfied with the standard of refereeing in this country? Uh, speaking from a therapy point of view, I can gladly say yes with a room for improvement. Mm. Refereeing is like a journey. There will be turbulence or potholes along the way or at times rough landing, mm. but that doesn't deter anyone from taking your next trip. Mm-hmm. So as a referees manager, uh-huh. how many referees are you responsible for? How many referees do we have in the country? Uh, in our panels, uh, we do have uh, about the safety referees in our panels. Mm-hmm. So when we break that down, or the saying, I've got nine premier panel referees. Mm. And then as well, we've got the national A and B. On the national A, we've got seven. And then national B, we've got 14. That gives you the total of 30 referees. Mm. And then as well, we do have academy squad referees where we've got a number of referees. We run about 56 of them in our academy squad. Mm. which is a virtual academy. All these boys are based in all their provinces where they are refereeing. 
So we do have such a large number of referees in the country. Oh, that's very impressive. And the reason that we have this slot, uh, Banks, is just to educate people about the different careers uh, within sport. A lot of people, as somebody behind the mic, want to get into broadcasting. They think presenting is the only thing yeah. that you can do in sport. And, and there is so much more. And that's why we have you on the line. So how does one go about yeah. then being a rugby referee? What's the procedure? What's the process? Uh, currently, we're just busy with our recruitment campaign. Mm-hmm. which is called Become a Referee, to boost the number of referees in the local societies. We started two weeks ago. We had the Super Sport Rugby Challenge, which was on a Sunday in Port Elizabeth at Wolfson Stadium, where really we got such a large number of people who were very interested to become a referee, about 75 of them. Mm. So firstly, each and every playing rugby province does have a referee structure which is rendering refereeing services in that particular union. So anyone who is aspiring to take up the whistle, please get in touch with your headquarters in your local union and inquire from them as to who is the contact person or who is the referee manager in that particular union. And then once that is done, they will take you through the induction process whereby you have to register first to become a member of that particular referee structure. And once that's done, definitely they will take you through, the first step that they will take you through is what is called the Boxmart course. You have to do a Boxmart in order for you to say, I am now a referee, then I could be able to go out there and handle the games. You must be Boxmart certified first. And then once that is done, they will take you through a process which is called you have to register first with World Rugby to get some logging details on World Rugby. Then there are some prerequisites that you have to fulfill first, like, for instance, doing what is called the pre-level one online learning module. Mm-hmm. And then once you've done that, you get a certificate, a certificate from World Rugby. Then you do another one which is called the Rugby Ready. And also the last one that you have to do before you do your level, your World Rugby Level 1 is called the Laws of the Game. That is the online exam that you have to do with World Rugby. Mm. Those are the processes that you have to perhaps fulfill if you want to become a referee. And then definitely you are registered with that particular society. Then they will take you through thereafter. Enhancement and coaching will follow through. Uh, in the country, we do have what is called regional academy managers. Sometimes we call them RAMs. Mm-hmm. So they will follow you through in terms of enhancement and coaching. But first of all, you have to take it easy first. You cannot just get in there in the game and take the whistle. Mm-hmm. You have to learn by running touch first, getting used to the big boys handling the game to see how it's being done. Those are the processes that you follow through when you want to become a referee. Okay, very clear there. And is this are these processes open for both men and women? And at what age do they start? And is there an age limit? Uh, yes, they are open for both men and women. Mm. And uh, I forgot to tell you that in our panels, we do have also the women panel, about mm. eight referees in our women panel. So it's open. Most of the time, the boys start very young, around about 16. At times, they are still very young at that age to handle big games. When they start at that tender age, there's someone who is shadowing them when they are refereeing those games. Of course, you cannot allow 
a youngster to go out there and referee some games. Uh, there could be some issues in the game that perhaps uh, is going to need an intervention of uh, somebody who's an adult or a senior referee. Mm. So as soon as maybe they become like 18, 19, then we say, there we go. Then mm. they begin to referee maybe under 14C, under 14B at school level. And by so doing, they learn how to get in, used into refereeing the game of rugby. Mm. And and the elite referees now, the likes of, we've seen Egon Seconds come through, we know Rasta, we know Craig and all of those. Are those guys professional now? Is, is that the only thing that they do? Because I know in football, the referees are not professional. They've got other jobs and then they go referee in the evening. Yes, those big boys, because of the nature and the demand of a travel, because uh, on many occasions they have to go and leave the country, go out there and referee world rugby appointments or super rugby. Mm. At no stage whereby if they are working, they could be out of the country for four to five weeks at times. So they are fully professionals. Uh, they are contracted referees in SA rugby. And they make good they money. Nothing else other than refereeing. And they make good money, Banks? <laughs> We're educating, Banks. We're educating people. <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay, thanks. And, <laughs> and, and, and what are the challenges I in this field? I more. No, that's fine. I think you've said enough. What, what are the challenges in this field? As a former referee yourself, I mean, what, what, what challenges would you like to highlight that people can be aware of? Challenges like being away from home for such a very long time. And uh, as well, like any other sport, being a professional, you can get some career-ending injuries. Mm. which uh, perhaps uh, most of the time you have to be on the peak condition in terms of fist. Mm. And uh, on many occasions, you will be tested regularly by our conditioning specialist. And uh, definitely you'll get the fullest support from SA Rugby. Of course, you do need support as well from home. And uh, we kindly, and uh, we're dealing with professionals here, Mm. We know that uh, really you have to be an ambassador wherever you go. Mm. And so what advice, Banks, would yeah. you have for those wanting to become professional referees, those listening to us now? I'll say to them, work hard and be a true professional, be disciplined and get your physical pillar in top shape, be humble and conduct yourself impeccably both on and off the field. Mm. Be prepared to sacrifice and travel a lot. Mm. I've got one more question. As a former referee yourself, as a former referee, what's the funniest thing that a player <laughs> said to you on the field of play, Banks? Funniest thing? Or the craziest thing? Because rugby players are crazy. I can I can think of one. Mm. I still remember I was refereeing way back then. That was the club rugby back in the border area where I come from, I was refereeing a team in Queenstown that was a derby, mm-hmm. old collegians versus breakers in Queenstown. Mm. Going to a line-out, there were some players who were following me behind, and uh, I overheard one of them saying in Afrikaans, because I had uh, some stern warning against that they was very naughty in the field of play. And I remember one guy... I'm sure there was a captain who said to him, Hey, Jay, hold your back. Long terms had your heel cut here. Then I look around, all of them, they burst in love for the three players. 
Then I had to laugh because really most of them they said it wasn't me, Mister. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. So I just laughed about it. <laughs> Did they think you're kind of Africans? <laughs> yeah, they they didn't know that. I do understand Africans. <laughs> okay, great stuff, Banks. It's a pleasure talking to you. I've just got one tweet here. They want to know if you took over from Andre Watson. That's your job now. I'm the SCRB's referees manager. Mm-hmm. Is it a different job that Andrew Watson used to do? Uh, I wouldn't elaborate more around that. Mm. Uh, I think let's keep it like that and end day. Okay, no, that's fine. I think somebody just wanted clarity uh, here on social media. But we're very happy with the information that you've shared with us. And for those who've just joined this interview, we're talking about careers in sport. And today we're focusing on how to become a referee in the sport of rugby. And we will podcast things and uh, this interview. And our guest was a former referee, Mzoma Tota Banks Iantolo, now SA Rugby's new referees manager. Banks, once again, said thank you very much for your time. It was a very nice interview leading sports stories of the day call tabiso now 0891-104-207. And you can also SMS us on 40938 or you can WhatsApp us on 061-104-107 or, or tag SAFM Radio on Twitter. Our hashtag is SAFM Sport On. And we continue our conversation from yesterday. A lot of people wanted to hear from the other coach uh, that returned to Griquas um, after switching allegiance from supporting the All Blacks to the Springboks. And a lot of people wanted to know, uh, to understand his decision. And I'm very happy to say that we have coach Joe Mulale on the line and he's agreed to speak to us and uh, your, 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 the, the calls are welcome obviously we didn't give you enough time last night to, 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 to weigh in on this issue so please feel free to come in at any time. Joe good evening though and thank you for your time really appreciate you giving us your time to talk to us on SAFM uh, good day, sir. Uh, good night. Um, yes, I'm waiting to hear it from you guys. Yes. Coach, how long have you been back at Greek was for now, and how have you been received since you returned? You know, this is a, a, a hard question to answer. Reason being, uh, there have been stories around the media and all that, uh, but at this point in time, neither one from Greek's side have contacted me to say, hey, your back to work or whatsoever. So yes, I heard from the media they saying the president said um, I'm back at my work or I'm back at Krikos. But uh, I s- tried to, to contact him now the other day. He said no, um, the chairperson of, the, of the, the region will contact me. So I'm just waiting for them to come back to me. Hmm, but we had the president last night on the same show, Yanni Lo. He confirmed that you're back. He confirmed that they're happy that you're back and and all of that. So I'm very, I'm very surprised okay, I'm happy, by what you're saying. Okay, then I'm happy to hear that then. Mm. He said so, so yeah. Mm. Leolo, get him back on the line, please. Let's find out what's happening here. But are you happy to go back to Greekwas? Yes, uh, that is my person, actually. So yes, I love what I'm doing. So, I'll, And I'd like to make, to make rugby, actually, my career, the rest of my, mm. my, my rugby career. So at the moment, Coach, you're waiting for Gricos to officially inform you that you can come back. Yes. Mm. Now, what, what made you decide to go back to Gricos after you were told that you won't get the job because you support the All Blacks? What made you want to go back? <laughs> um, I can't tell you, but the reason for that is I, I do have my own reason around that issue. And the other thing is, like I said, I love what I'm doing and I like to coach 
at Kirikwesa. And I would love to coach at Kirikwesa also. To continue mm. coaching at Kirikwesa. Mm, but you can't coach at Kirikwesa if you support the All Blacks. Does it mean that you've switched now when you support the Springboks? <laughs> yes, I did. You've switched and you, con- you, you support the Springboks now? Yes, uh, I'll try to support the Springboks. Mm, you must understand. Mm. It's, it's, it's something that, that I've been doing for, for like for how long now? Since my school years and all that. So, like I like he said, the the, the, the president said, he's trying to raise to, 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 to do a reappointment. Mm. So I said yes. Like I said, for you, I said, I, I, let's say let's let's say you are alcoholic, mm. and you want to get to go through it, you have to admit that yes, you I am alcoholic. And I'm, I'm not willing to do something about it. So do you believe that you have a problem because you support the All Blacks and you need to be rehabilitated? No, I don't think I have a problem. Mm. I don't think I have a problem for supporting this, the, the All Blacks because, uh, like I, I always say, people who support the All Blacks is people who know rugby. Mm. And then you know the rest of us who support rugby. Mm. As a people who like rugby, you know, I support all this because I love how they play. Mm. And I, like I said, I understand rugby. Mm. But now Grieco says you must be rehabilitated. In your mind, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like to know that also. Mm. I've also been asking myself that question. Mm. And, and, and Coach Joe, the other reason that we thought we should speak to you is that we've seen some reports. Uh, there's a report that you've been quoted in saying that you want to repent. You've asked people to pray for you. Firstly, is that correct? Yes, I did say that. Mm. And why do you think you need prayers, Coach? Because, like I said, uh, you can't change something that you've been doing like forever within in a week. Mm. If I, like I say, I want to do that, then I really need everybody's support to help me with that, if mm. I want to. Mm. And, and and what did the president say to you, coach, that convinced you to, to change to the Springboks? Not really much. He only said about uh, they can't, like, employ us while we are about supporting the oil blacks and all that we have, at least to support the uh, the, the, the box we have to be behind the box and all that mm. and that's the only reason why we'll be appointed mm. do, do, do you now do you believe that you are wrong in supporting the All Blacks no, I, don't still, I still don't believe I'm wrong mm. I still don't believe I'm wrong but yes like I said I'm trying like I, to, to, to do this because I want to coach mm. that's what I want to do that's what I love to do. And coaching the youngsters also. Like, I, yeah, and helping the youngsters. Mm. And mind you, mind you, like I said, yes, I'm supporting the All Blacks, of our supporting the All Blacks, let me correct that, mm. our supporting the All Blacks, but I'm coaching at the school level, which yes. means, which means I'm bringing my contribution to SC Rugby, like the for, for, for development. I don't think, isn't that the same like supporting Springbok Rugby? Mm. And are you implementing some of the All Blacks playing methods in your teams? Yes, I did. I've been coaching by the Manchester for four years, the maybe five years. Mm. And for the five years, I won the league for four years in a row. Wow. With the same methods, uh, uh, the All Blacks playing methods. 
And I mean, I would think there's nothing wrong if you want to copy from the best team in the world. There are the best team in the world. A lot of people admire them. Yes. So you've been winning for four yeah. years, and now you're told that you can't coach the team just because you support another country. Yes. Sure. Unfortunately, yeah, that's one of those things. And why did you not support the Springboks? Why, why do you not support the Springboks? You've mentioned why you support the All Blacks. You admire their style, the way they play. Why do you not support the Springboks, Coach? Uh, I have my reasons, like I said, but I would rather not say that out loud. Mm. So why are you supporting them now? Is it because you need the job or, like you said, you just want to coach? I guess I want to coach. No, I do have a job, actually. Yeah, but but because you want I to coach, and you want to give I'm back. I'm doing yeah. this as a hobby. Yes. Yeah, I'm doing this as a hobby. So yes, like I said, I love to coach, and I love doing what I'm doing. Mm. So yes. Mm. Well, we've got Malitsane. And hopefully, hopefully, yeah, and hopefully, when I decide to retire from my work, from from my day to day job, mm. I can go in coaching. Mm. So the only reason that you want to go back is just because you want to do what you love and you want to give back and you want to continue with the hobby. It's just whatever happens is unfortunate. Yes. Mm. I've got Malisa Tsane here in Midrand. Malisa Tsane, please go ahead. What's your comment? Hi, Remember, how are you? Okay, new member. Yes, I would like to, to, to just ask a question, uh, you know, to the coach. What I want to understand is this. And so, so if the Olbecks are not playing, does he say at all, at all, he does not actually support, you know, South Africa? Uh, or is it a matter of, you know, you know, in, in, in soccer, so we have this thing that when Brazil, you know, plays in the World Cup, mm. you know, most South Africans will support it. Not mm. all of them, but most will support it. But, you know, we still support Bafana Bafana. So I just want to know, that's my first question. Mm-hmm. There's another question that I would like to ask because I'm sensing something from, from what I've heard so far, mm-hmm. you know, and what I've read up on, 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 on this case. So mm-hmm. I just want to understand, uh, does the coach say that at all, at all, he does not give his support to South Africa, even if the All Blacks are not playing, but South Africa is playing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Melissa Tsane and Lionel and Renbeck? Uh, remember, you, you guys are terrorizing the coach there. Mm. I mean, that's 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 abuse. Mm. You can't you can't push him to make a decision like that. But we're not pushing him. You we're getting I mean? his side of the story. But 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 now the guy's in the corner. I mean, people people change. Religion. Okay, which hold they on, hold on, Lionel, hold on, Lionel. Where which yeah. part are we pushing him in? Which question? The question to 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 change allegiance from 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 all blacks to 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 South Africa. The guy needs a job. That, that's one thing. But during apartheid, there's a lot of guys who supported All Blacks. And now, for them to switch back, it, 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 it's difficult. You, you heard the, the long silence. There was a long silence. The guy is a prince to make that confession and to say that he's now supporting, supporting the, the Springboks. He doesn't support Springboks in his heart. So, so I, I would, I would if, if I could give the guy a job, I would give the guy a job and then let him support, support his, 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 his All Blacks. Because now the guy is in... He's not himself, you know. Mm. He said he's got a job, so and not the club they support, mm. and and that is that is that is the fact. So, coach, if I, I feel for you, I feel for you. I think you should. You you have a big decision to make. You either quit your job and support your club, or you have to. But you know, but because now you're half-hearted uh, South Africa supporter because you don't really support South Africa. 
Okay, Lionel, nice one. We thought we should give him a chance to explain his side of the story so that we don't go by reports. Coach, I don't know if you want to answer, if you're comfortable in answering both questions. If you do, if you are, please go ahead. Yeah, like I said, thank you for for Lionel for supporting me on that. And Mm. like I said, I've been supporting South Africa. Mm. Based on, I'm coaching at school. I'm into, that's what I know I've been doing. Mm. I'm I'm giving back to to the community. Mm. I'm coaching at the school where I wasn't paid to do that. Mm. I was doing it for the love of the game, which means I do support South African rugby. At the end of the day, those players I've been coaching there, at the end of the day, I have to play in South Africa. Mm. Off the box, whatever. So I don't see why people are making eyes of this whole thing. Mm. Yes, I did say I've got a coach that all days now. Because my coach is uh, a supporter of the Spurman book. Because I do need my job, like I said. I mm. love what I'm doing. Mm. I love what I'm doing. Mm. And I'm doing it for the very community. Mm. No, Coach, I think you were loud and clear, and I think and that's... Even, yeah. yeah, and even here, I'm coaching at a club. I'm coaching at a club where I'm not being paid. I'm mm. not being paid. And we are t- uh, emphasizing about, uh, what is this now, um, development and all that. This is what I'm doing. I'm trying to develop players. I'm trying to get to get the kids from the street to play rugby. Mm. So I don't even see what is, what is wrong that I'm doing. Mm. And, and you, mind you, yes. I'm not telling them, I'm not instructing them to support the All Blacks. Mm. No, I never said they must support the All Blacks. Mm. Well, and that's what Coach Dion Kane also I, said to us yesterday. He said he's not influencing the kids to support the All Blacks. Uh, he's, he just admires their style of play and he also implements some of their, of, of, of their playing style in his teams and he doesn't see how this can affect the job that he's doing. And I think you also agree with that statement. Yes, exactly. So what's next now, Coach Joe Mulali? Are you going to wait for Gricos to say, to officially say, come back? Yes, I'm still waiting for, for, for Gricos to come back. Oh, let's say, say officially to me, that, okay, you are now welcome back. Then I'll see what way to go from there. Okay, Coach, we have tried to get hold of the President. Yeah, you know, I was hoping, I was hoping Dion can, can, be, can be with me because, yeah, I think me and him were making a massive team. Mm, he was telling us. He was telling us yesterday. I mean, how successful the team was, and 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 how he's also worried now going into the trials that you guys have a vote and 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 your players will be weakened now. And just finally, coach. I mean, how does this? If you didn't go back to Greekos, how would it affect your plans with this team and going forward? Because you were clearly onto something here over the past four or five years. I don't think it will have any effect on that because uh, there will be coaches, as like like I said, they're always. The coaches, who's up, some players, some coaches who are willing to do what we are doing now. Mm. So yes, there will be some people to have to work on. There will be, yeah. and like I said, I would have really have loved to work with Leon because uh, I think we, are, me and him, are sharing the same passion, and we are now we know what we do. He said to us yesterday, he respects your stance to go back. Uh, everybody has a decision to make, but he's not going back. Do you respect his decision? What's your view? Like I told you, I'm standing behind him. Mm. I support him full, full for what, what, he, what he's doing. And yes, at the end of the day, it's, it's my decision. And for him not to do, not to go back, it's also his decision. And mind you, I'll always 
whenever whenever I fell out and need something, I called you and you and you didn't. It's always helping, and we're always helping each other. So I don't see like this coming between us and all that. Mm. And finally, does your family support your decision to go back to Greek? Was was it solely your your decision, Coach? No, my wife is standing behind me with my family, and even my father from the from the Western Cape also said he's with me. Like I said, that's your decision on whatever you decide. I'm going to support you fully. Okay. Coach Jomulale, we thank you for your time. We appreciate the fact that you found time to clear the air. A lot of people wanted to hear from, from you, and I'm happy that we were able to get it from the horse's mouth. And we wish you all the best going forward. And Yanni Lowe, the president of Griquas, did confirm on the show that you are back at Griquas and that they've welcomed you with open arms. So, as I said, I'm very surprised that uh, you're still not there because he gave us the impression that you were there. We've tried to get hold of him now. Uh, he's not responded to our messages, but if we do hear anything from him, we'll communicate with you. But thank you for your time, Coach. Joe Mulali. Call Tabiso now. 0891-104-207. Let me just read the SMS. Is our SMS line is 08... No, that's our, our, our phone line. 0891-104-207. SMS is 40938. And WhatsApp is 061-4104-107. And on our SMS line, it looks like, yeah, it is an SMS line. Uh, somebody says... Sloki says, Hi Tabiso, as a coach, it really makes sense to show allegiance to your country as a model and mentor. He can, however, do whatever he can in his private life. You can't work for Mercedes Benz and drive a BMW as your work car, but that does not mean he can't have his BMW in his garage to use privately. There's a comment from Sloki. Let us know if you, in East London, let us know if you agree with that or not. On Twitter, um, let's see. Monobisi Oliver says your honesty nowadays gets you in trouble with your employers. They record every interview on different platforms. So your guest is in a tight position about his support and loyalty. Our job is to ask questions and we don't answer the questions, we just ask them. Um, Stemma whose birthday is on the 24th of May, shout out, says that this man is confused. I'm listening to this interview. And then Tami says, uh, Tami is accused of cornering the coach. Lionel is catching feelings on behalf of the coach. I understand Lionel's shame. I don't know what is happening here. This is serious but funny at the same time. I don't know what to make of it. And his hashtag all Krikwa gate. And Titsejo says that guy will slip up and celebrate an All Blacks victory one day. What then? No amount of prayers will change his heart. And also on Twitter here, these are the messages that I'm reading and Londo says I'm not sure whether you're confusing the guy or if he's confused but I'm definitely confused Zico Smith is not at Willemo Park today he says why not walk away from Krikos because he will celebrate All Blacks try one day and will be thrown out Gosinati Wall says that coach that you have in studio simply thinks with the stomach not a mind all I have for him is that Lion will never eat grass not because of arrogance but because it's who they are he's simply desperate why change what you support and uh, those are some of the tweets that are coming through. David Thompson said it's a disgrace that SA Rugby refused to come on the show. We did invite them to give, just to understand from them what their take is on this matter. They've declined our interview um, uh, SA Rugby, so I think that's what David Thompson is referring to here. And um, Somebody else, Mutsamaye in Mukupane, says, Hi, guys. Griquas procedure is right. I think it must also apply in soccer and also all sport for the benefit of youth in SA sport. So that means Stuart Baxter can't be coaching Bafana Bafana then, uh, Mutsamaye, according to you, because he's an Englishman, and I doubt that 
he switched allegiance. I don't know. Maybe he has, but I, I think that's what you're trying to say here. And can John Mitchell, a former All Blacks coach, go coach the Bulls then, uh, from what you're saying, Mukopane? Maybe he also can't coach the Bulls then, John Mitchell, a former All Blacks coach. Uh, do we have somebody on the line here, Luyolo? Oh, okay. Still trying to get somebody on the line, but we do um, have a guest now. I thought I should also invite an expert here, SABC sports analyst, and also with the Tiso Blackstar uh, group, Kanyiso uh, Toagu. He's a sports writer, writes on every single thing, and I want to get his views on uh, this matter uh, here. But before we go to Kanyiso, let me go to Humuto. Humuto in KZN, are you there? Hello? Yes, Humuto, go ahead. Yeah, um, I'd just like to say, uh, is the speaker still on, still on the phone? Coach. The coach, no, no, sorry, we've let him go, Humuto. Okay, no, mm. I was just saying that I would have been, it would have been interesting to know whether transformation and the slow progress of transformation in rugby has anything to do with uh, his his stance on uh, the Springboks today. Mm, he didn't want to com- comment or commit on or comment on why he doesn't support the Springboks. He says it's personal, and like you're saying, and like you're indicating now, I think it's going to lead to a, a lot of people are going to now have their own interpre- interpretations of why he doesn't support the Springboks. And maybe you're not far off. We don't know, but we gave him an opportunity to answer that. Yeah, I think a, 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 a very important point to make. Oh, sorry, we seem to have lost Humuto there in KZN. Do we have Dean? Okay, let's go to Kanyiso. Kanyiso, thank you for joining us. I know you were listening yesterday when we spoke to President Yanni Lowe. Good evening. Good evening, Tamiso, and good evening to the listeners. You've been aware of this matter for a while. Firstly, what is your reaction to the decision not to offer these two coaches jobs because they support they support the All Blacks? There's something called uh, freedom of choice, and I should think that um, that shouldn't affect one's ability to do their job. Um, last time I checked, merit did not involve allegiances. Um, South African rugby essentially is not the army where you need to play, or we have to have an oath of allegiance in terms of getting your job done. I think when you look at job applications, you do have to fill out the nationality part, but I'm not sure you have to fill out a part to, to, to mention which team you support. So I, I, I listened to Yanni Lowe yesterday, I listened to Dion Carney, and I listened to Joe, and I'm just confused as to what kind of rugby leaders do we have if you have a person like Yanni Lowe who feels that in order for he, for you to be a coach within a provincial structure, you need to swear allegiance to uh, to the South African team. Um, does that define your competency as a coach? I think that is something that needs to be answered, and I think you tried to ask that question as, as best as you can yesterday, and unfortunately, the answer wasn't as accurate, because last time I checked, it's about the competency of the professional and the ability to do their job to the best of their abilities, and this about their allegiance. I think that's the first part of a role model that you look at: how good it are at what they do, mm. and less about the team that they support. His argument, though, President Yanni Lowe, is that you can't bite the hand that feeds you, saying that SA Rugby basically pays your salary and you can't go against them. What do you make of this stance? That is problematic because I, I, I understand when people say that when you work for BMW, you can't drive a Mercedes-Benz. But we have a freedom of choice and a freedom of association. We can associate with, which, which, with whichever team that we want to associate with. And I think as being a coach, if you are schooled in the New Zealand School of Thought of Rugby, which is, as you mentioned yesterday, it is the best in the world. You want to take that New Zealand type of rugby and inculcate it into the system that you're working in alongside the strings of South African rugby. There's nothing wrong in supporting the All Blacks while doing what you do. 
Mm. It's, it's a tough thing because it's expecting us journalists now, rugby journalists in particular, to support the Springboks while we being journalists. I don't support the Springboks or journalists. In, in fact, I don't support the team in nature because I feel that when I support the team, it affects my ability to cover a team objectively. That mm. is the thing. Mm. And you see, the fact that he is a coach and he supports a particular team, but how does that affect how he does his job? Is he going to coach against the New Zealand team when he's coaching a, a Greek coach provincial side? No. So I, I, I just do not understand Mr. Lowe's thinking when he says that he cannot bite the hand that feeds him. It would have been a bit of a different matter if he was coaching a junior national team and he's supporting the All Blacks. I think then this likely could be a case to start. But again, it goes, it clashes with the constitutional right of freedom of choice. You could choose a team, you could choose a team that you want to support. And that shouldn't affect how you do your job, especially if you're a highly competent coach, as we've seen with the Grigos team last year, the Grigos Kremlin team last year. Did did Grigos also not have an English coach coaching in their, in their, in their, in their, in their, in their ranks sometime last season? I, I can't recall because the Grigos isn't a team that I've covered, uh, I've covered specifically. Mm. But then it, 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 it it, 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 it does create a bit of a problem now because it shows that you may now find that you may you may have South African coaches who are thinking on a different wavelength, but because of the allegiances that they choose, mm. they now seem to be supporting other teams. What then happens now is you've got a South African coach who's born here, let's say now has all of his rugby education in Wales, which itself has, I think, a very big, a very strong rugby culture, and comes back and coaches in South Africa and says, no, but I support Wales. But I suspect that because it's Wales, because it's England, it's not a big issue, but there's also the rivalry between South Africa and New Zealand, which I think now is less of a rivalry because New Zealand is the dominant team. And I think from the professional era, it's, it's, it's tough to call the South Africa and New Zealand a rivalry because New Zealand are streets ahead of South Africa. Let's be honest about that. Mm. Um, we, are, we, are miles behind, we are miles behind New Zealand rugby. And whenever we try to catch up with New Zealand rugby, they find ways to get ahead of us. The one time we tried to catch up with New Zealand rugby in 2009, they took the product that we had. They made it look better. The kicking game that um, Peter Javelia side so employed successfully in 2009 season. The New Zealand game is effectively based on that same module. But they decided to, uh, to upskill players and upskill coaches. They took a product that we used and they made it better. I mean, New Zealand rugby, they've just got a system that is similar to ours. They mm. kick more than we do, but they took the product that we have, they have skilled players, and they make it look like it's the best thing since sliced bread. Mm. Let's go to the lines here. We've got uh, Theo in the Northwest. I'm told you've got a theory on this matter, including Sari. Good evening, Theo. Please go ahead. Good evening, Tavis. How are you? Fine in you, Theo. I'm good, 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 man. Yeah. Uh, I don't think when, when you support the All Blacks, now you want to coach South African rugby. Mm-hmm. Because you see, a coach become an icon to mm-hmm. the players. So after after a while, you might you might influence the uh, the players without knowing you are doing it. Like mm-hmm. uh, you see, what happened uh, recently to I think it's in last season for the um, the director uh, the deputy um, coach of of, of of pirates. He felt like he belonged at pirate at, uh, at pirates and not at sundowns. So he took the job at pirates. And he left Sundowns. Mm. I think the same. Uh, the 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 this coach Joe must also think about that. If you want to 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 coach 
rugby and his heart is at all black, then he must go to New Zealand and get a job there. <laughs> but his, his argument is that he admires the All Blacks. They're the best rugby team in the world. And it's only right that you can copy and also learn from them. Yeah, but now you want to be friends with benefits. You want to be friends with the, with the Greek ones because you're going to benefit out of it. That is the only reason why you're there. It's not because it's a hobby. Stay at school rugby if it's a, if it's a hobby. But mm. if you're going to get payment and you are not, your heart is not a that a, a team because obviously his heart is not a fully for that team because it's a, it's a South African team. You must go and go to Christchurch or wherever and get a job there. <laughs> okay, Theo, you are very clear there. It doesn't have to go far because there are a lot of South Africans that support the, the, the Crusaders, let alone the All Blacks. I know the guys in the yeah, Eastern Cape. I know the guys in yeah, Cape Town. a lot of South Africans, yeah. They yeah. haven't even been there in uh, New Zealand that they're still supporting. I don't know that people don't even know them. Okay. Coach Dion Carey did say yeah. he was in New Zealand for three that's years. And that's they want. No, thanks, Theo. Thanks, Theo. Can you so just back to you? Um, we did ask Saru, obviously, to comment on this. They've refused. Griko said they They've had no directive from Saru, but one of the coaches said to us he believes Saru was involved in this decision. Do you have any views? What's your take on this? Well, I think if the coach feels that um, the governing body is involved, then I, I suspect that he may have a point. Uh, because I'm not quite, I'm not quite aware of whether Saru, uh, uh, SA did um, issue a directive mm. to the union. But then again, need to understand that the union does fall under Saru mm. at the end of the day. Mm. And if there's a directive that it may have come from Saru, I mean that 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 will still have to be proven. If the coach feels that there's a, if the coach feels that there is a directive that it come from Saru, it is then up to Mr. Lowe to actually debate with, to actually stand and uh, to prove that fact whether it is correct or not. Mm. You see, so again, I, I just listening to the just just listening to this to, to this listener who, who, just, who just who just commented now. Yeah, it's again freedom of choice is very important. We need to be allowed to to support. Um, the teams that you like to support. But also, from what I've been listening from these coaches, their support of the Oblix isn't a political one. We also need to understand uh, the, the, the history of South African rugby mm. and its exclusive history. And the fact that it's not going to go away overnight. People need to understand that there are a lot of South African people who looked at the Oblix as a bastion of inclusivity and equality. Mm. That, that, that is honest. And they've looked at the Springboks as the opposite. And for some people, the Springbok brand represents exclusivity and unfortunately for some people that is their truth and you cannot dispute that you cannot dispute their lived experiences so and from what i've been listening to these coaches these coaches have not at any point have they used all blacks as a political uh, the support of the all blacks as a political excuse to to rubbish the spring box they didn't say that there's anything wrong with supporting um the all the, the, the spring box but they have their reasons and their reasons aren't political it's how the game in New Zealand is bottom up. Whatever is done at the bottom, it is to ensure that the rugby at the top, which is the old, that's the end product. They've got an inverted pyramid that all the work that is done at the bottom is done to ensure that the success of the old black brand is long lasting. Mm-hmm. And having been to New Zealand, I only spent a week there. But in New Zealand, rugby is not a culture. It is not. It is a way of life. It's a religion. The moment you leave Auckland Airport, when you go when you enter Auckland, there's a school with a multiple rugby field. So effectively, that tells you everything about you need to know about New Zealand and how the country lives, breathes, and eats rugby. And if you go to such a culture and imbibe and understand that culture, and when you come from a different South African South African culture where football is king, let's be honest, 
football mm. is, 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 the, is the most inclusive sport in the country. Cricket is trying its best to make its mark on, uh, on, on the majority, even though it is, it is an expensive part-time to partake in. But there's always this feeling that rugby is for a specific racial grouping. Yes, the MFT, I know, in terms of its transformation targets in the eminent persons report, in the eminent persons group. Mm. But there's always this underlying feeling that rugby is for a specific amount of people. And you look at the now amount of springboks, um, 80% of the springboks, people that, or 80% of springboks have come from 22 schools. Okay, let me that just take itself. this call. I'll give you the last word. Let me take Edward in Johannesburg. Edward? Yes, uh, good evening, Sawajan. Funny news, sir. Okay, sure. Uh, so, uh, mine is a short comment. Uh, mm. I come from Zambia, eh? Mm. Uh, I had a friend in the late 90s, I think I was about 96, 98 somewhere, when we had that, the strongest Bafana of, of all time, which mm. involved the, the Lucas Cadeves and the Masingas of this world. Mm. My closest friend was supporting Bafana Bafana, and yet he was Zambian, and he is Zambian. And we, we saw nothing wrong with that, because at that time, maybe like the way Bafana Bafana was playing, and uh, it's not an issue if somebody comes from whichever country and supports another country as mm. far as sport is concerned. Mm, nice one yeah. there, Edward. A good thing you don't have Greek was in Zambia there. And what a country of beautiful people. I was there recently in Zambia. Can you so I'll give you the last word. You were just talking about the dynamics of SA Rugby, how people can't identify with the team. And you were saying that most of the Springboks come from 80 schools or 80% of the Springboks. What was that? 80% of the Springboks come from 22, from 22 to 25 schools. Yeah. So effectively, that tells you how exclusive the game of rugby has been. When you look at Bafana Bafana, there are so many players who play for Bafana Bafana, you can't even begin to imagine the different type of schools and backgrounds that they've come from. But because of rugby being the sport that has always had an exclusive veneer, you've got 80% of, I mean, look at the Great College. Great College is a wonderful rugby factory. Mm-hmm. But it's produced 48 Springboks, you see. Paul Rose has also produced a high number of Springboks. And you'd find that schools in that category have produced the highest number of Springboks. Mm. Oh. So the rugby has always had this, this, the, 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 this venue of exclusivity and this feeling that it's never been quite open to, to, to all walks of life as compared to football. Mm, and I know some people also have the issue of Afrikaans being used as the main language when it comes to, to rugby. A lot of people have raised that and they feel that the sport hasn't moved on because not everybody in this country speaks Afrikaans. But Kanye Sochoaku, thank you very much uh, for your time. So much reaction here and we really appreciate your strong views on this matter. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Kanye Sotoagu there with uh, Tiso Blackstar Media, also SABC Sports Analyst, of course, uh, Kanye Sotoagu. Asanda says, if this is a mentality we will have moving we will have moving forward as South African rugby, I think we shouldn't be employing foreign coaches to start with. I think this sets a bad precedent. Sara should look at making this a policy. Uh, Advin says, is it wrong for Jose Mourinho to support Portugal when he coaches Manchester United? And uh, also, somebody says, you should get Gary Kerstin, Zico, Get Gary Kirsten hear from him how the Indians treated him. Maybe we will. Let's see what we have tomorrow because this is a bigger conversation. This and I think to me it talks about the dynamics in SA rugby and the people in charge of our rugby at the moment. And are they moving in the right direction? Are we moving in the right direction as a country here? But yeah, an interesting conversation here. We'll continue uh, tomorrow. Thank you to Loyolo uh, for producing. Also, thank you to Dytron Godfrey also uh, behind the scenes there. Up next is Mr. Ashraf Gada. I see his show is going to be hot tonight because Twitter is going crazy. Uh, people are already tweeting Ashraf Gada. 
about his show, The Viewpoint, which is coming up next. My name is Atabi Somosia.